Hi everyone, welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So, today I wanted to actually talk something that has been going around social media for a very, very, very long time. has been in our society for a very long time. And you see a lot of people talking about it. You, I've been hearing it so often, and I know you have too. Um, this is obviously misconstrued at times. It's called love. I have been in this, where I've talked about this to several people... I have had heard conversations about people who claim to have been in love with someone and it kind of just fell apart. I have been around this story countless times. And so I thought it would be a good idea to make an episode discussing this. What is exactly love? It's a nice four-letter word that goes out there. A lot of people love using it. There are types where guys are terrified to say the four-letter word. Even girls can be terrified of it. Um, some people love it. Some people, <laughs> pun intended. Um, some people hate it. But a lot of times when we are talking about love, when if you look at social media and you watch Hollywood movies, even Hallmark movies, you get this idea that love is something we know what it is. Right? We... Look it on the big screen and go, this is what love is. We look on social media. Oh my gosh, someone's in love. They got in a relationship. This is so great, right? We have all these things. And yet, we seem to hardly know what it is. Now, why do I say that? Why, why do I say that we, as a society, hardly know what love is? Like, we couldn't... I, 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 if I were to put it in this perspective, we couldn't recognize love if it jumped out of the ground and bit us in the butt. At least large majority of our society... Why do I say that? I mean, we make movies about it. We talk on social media. We talk about it amongst our friends. We use it as a common word and language, and we're throwing it out there all the time. So what am I talking about? Well, it's interesting because if you look at WFLawyers.com on the divorce and statistics, uh, divorce statistics and facts, 50% of all marriages in the United States end in divorce or separation, and 41% of all first marriages end in divorce. Well, if we're talking about how much we understand and we love and we hear about it on our songs, on our social media, um, some artists like Taylor Swift make a living off of what love is supposed to be and she has a breakup and she makes another album. But I digress. We, we have so many different artists. We have so many different people in our... In our social groups that we all talk about love. But what we can see is clearly with the statistics coming out with the marriages, uh, 50% divorce. And there is even a part area that you can argue and say more than 50% of divorce, uh, marriages end in divorce. Clearly, we are not talking about love. We're talking about something completely different. And I'm going to throw out what we're actually talking about here. It's called infatuation. It feels great. It's exciting. You know, you want to spend all this time with this person. It's one of those that you want to call up your friends, y'all like party about it. It's it's something that is a big thing. You go on social media, someone's like, I'm in a relationship. Oh my gosh, congratulations. This is so exciting for you. And and that's really what we have. And I've been infatuated. I've had that. I'm not I'm not the exemption to the rule here. I'm actually preaching from my own experience as much as what I've seen on social media and what I've come across through my apologetic research into this subject. So 
if we're getting this wrong about what love is and we're not grasping what love is, well, then we need to go to a source that's far more reliable than us. Because if I, we're getting it wrong, then, you know, it's not best not to listen to us. And since you're listening to a Christian Apologetics ne- uh, channel right now, or podcast, well, guess where we're going. That's right, to the good old-fashioned Bible. So, when I look at this, I actually, and I'm pulling up here, uh, it's Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Something interesting here, God does. We think love is a feeling, right? We think that all the time. I feel like I love this person. I feel strongly about this person. And don't get me wrong. Feelings are important on this subject. But what's more important is what God describes what love is. And the first thing he talks about, and I said, is in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And he says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this way. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. And I want you to pay attention really fast here, because this is what drew my eye. I'm reading the first three words, but God demonstrates. Well, what's a demonstration? A demonstration is making something work to show you how it functions. That's realistically what it is. When you go to a showroom for a car or HVAC unit or you go to um, an Apple store and they have all the products out, right? Why are the products out there? So you can try them out. So they can be demonstrated. So you can see how they work. I mean, (laughs) like I said, all those examples are clear demonstrations of demonstrations showing you how something functions. So God wants to demonstrate to us what love actually is. And how does he demonstrate this? Demonstrate it for us? How does he show us what love is? Christ, that Since we are still separated by sin, since we have gone against God's commandments, since we have, basically, we have told God to get out of Dodge, he demonstrates how much his love is for us. That he died on a cross for us that Christ dies on a cross for us and this is a very powerful message how much do you have to love somebody to die for them it's no longer just about like working with an iPhone or MacBook or working on HVAC and and loving your air conditioner it's no longer about the car showroom it's I love you so much that I'm going to die in order to save your life that's my demonstration to you. And now when we, uh, when we can see that demonstration, we're going, okay, it's a sacrificial love that we need to offer the person that we're with. That's what it is. Sacrificial demonstration. Dying to yourself for them. You have kids, you die to yourself and do its best for your children. I know this. I'm a married man. I, I got to work on this all the time. You, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and pretend I'm the perfect husband. I don't cheat, but I look and go, I, I have a hard time at times demonstrating my love and putting my wife first. I do have that hard time. I think there are plenty of married men who have that same issue. So I'm not saying it's a, it's a, it's a good reason, but I'm saying it's there. So learning how to demonstrate your love 
Well, the best way to learn how to demonstrate it is by looking at Christ's example. So, when I see what Christ did, I've learned, and that's how I can give it. Now, here's an interesting thing I want to I want to kind of digress onto. I was watching Fireproof from Kirk Cam Kirk Cameron stars in it, and he's a husband who who is married to this woman and their and their marriage is on the rocks. There's no easy way of saying it. It's, it's on the verge of just destruction. He's a firefighter. He's just saving people's lives, right? He would go into the fire, save their life. And yet his own marriage is crumbling to the ground. And so his wife says immediately after an argument, a fight they had, I want a divorce. And he goes, fine, let's have a divorce. And so he calls up his dad and he tells him, Dad, I am so angry right now. I have, you know, we're, we're going to have a divorce. It's over. We're done. This is ridiculous. And his dad simply says, hey, ha hold on a second there. Look, I can't stop you from getting divorced. All I'm going to ask you is I'm going to send you something in the mail and I'm just asking you to please read through it. And if you're serious about fixing your marriage, go through these steps. And the, and the whole entire movie is about him going through the steps. And finally he comes to this realization uh, of... I can't give love to my wife. I cannot do this. How am I supposed to do it? I, I can't. It's in, This is ridiculous. And his father says the reason you can't give your wife love that she's looking for, not sex, not romance. We're talking a deep, intimate connection emotionally and spiritually. This is what, That's what I'm talking about. The reason you can't give it is because you don't have it. And I think it's a very important thing when he says that. And I think that's what we need to hear as a society. The reason you can't, and this goes for husbands and wives, or you know, couples out looking like they're gonna they want to get married. If you don't have Christ, if you don't have love, you can't give it. If you don't know what it is, you can't possibly hand it out. I mean it's it's common sense. This isn't some radical idea. It's literally common sense. If I and Here's another example. If I told you to open a box of crayons and pull out the color purple for me, but you have never seen the color purple in your life, you're not going to be able to pull out the color purple crayon out of the Crayola box. It's not going to happen. You'll pull out every other color, or you'll just sit at me and look confused and go, I, I can't do what you're asking. And you can't, I can't blame you for it because you've never experienced, you've never seen color purple. Similarly. So, here's the interesting part. When we, when you say, okay, so God says to demonstrate his love. But how am I supposed to demonstrate this? How am I supposed to actually show it? And that's the really good point. I, I, I can't trust in the media to show it to me because it's bankrupt. Or, or the media, I should say, uh, Hollywood to show me because it's bankrupt. I can't go on social media because they are having screw-ups like crazy. Obviously, I can't go to regular people about this. I need to go to the source. What does God say about this? So here's how God says you can show it. Look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And I'm going to find it right here. I actually wanted to go a little bit further on here. I cut a little bit out, and I'm going to verse 13 if you want to skip there. And this is where I found it was really powerful to say this. And of and now these three remain: faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. I wanted to skip to that because I felt it was a very powerful statement. Because the rest of it was talking about the prophets, um, uh, prophecies, and whatnot. But here, God is showing us. Is first of all, He shows us through Son Jesus Christ what love is in the demonstration. Then He gives us. What it is to spell it out for us, what love is. I and I don't have the verse right in front of me. I remember off the top of my head when Jesus was nailed to the cross, he looked down at his um, at his accusers and said, "Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Oh my goodness, he loves them. He the God is, is not only demonstrating it. Again, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I he, he's not even just demonstrating it. He's explaining it out. And that, to me, is extraordinarily powerful. Now, here's an interesting part. And I'm going to read John chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. And I feel that this is a very strong understanding of this, of, of what love is. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So what, what we're seeing here is God saying that if you don't know me, you don't know love. Period. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. And the only way you're going to know God is if you're born. Uh, I, I mean, if, if you, the only way you're going to know love is if you're born of God. Because, and, and if you really think of it, it really boils, breaks it down. Because the only way we're going to be able to understand what love is is by the love of Jesus Christ. What I've learned, and this is my little testimony I'm throwing in here, I had a very hard time showing love. I had a very hard time understanding it. It wasn't until I accepted Jesus Christ and I learned, and 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 I've tried to I'm trying to teach you guys this on my channel as well, that. I didn't know what love was until Jesus, and it's because when I finally understood the deepness, uh, deep meaning of the cross, and realized that I am a sinner, that I am a horrible individual, I have violated God's law, and I am, and I am doomed, and that I have been condemned because of my own actions, because I have violated God's law, because I'm not a good person, and. When I came to that realization, and it was a difficult one to come to a realization, it was not a fun moment, but it was a humbling. And then I, and then Jesus sweeps in and goes, "But I love you so much. I died for you. That it's nothing you can do, Nick. It's nothing you can do. It's nothing that you who are listening can do. It's nothing that I can. It, it's His love for us 
And when I realized that this is a God who loves you, who wants to let you feel love, let you experience love, and then therefore you can pass it on to other people, this was powerful to me. And now I'm seeing it in society where I see people who ha don't have Jesus, don't really know who Jesus is, or they're so consumed outside of the gospel and outside of Jesus Christ and have left or have like not listened to that voice, still small voice telling them what they're doing is inaccurate, that now we need to, that we're seeing the destruction. The more we push away from Jesus Christ, the less we know what love is. The less we understand it, the more divorces happen, the more people families are broken because of it. All of this is culminated in Jesus Christ. So the only way we're going to understand what love is, and it's not from the LGBT, it's not even from generally the, uh, the Christianity, it's from Jesus Christ. It starts with you. It starts with your acceptance and to become a child of, the, of God. Remember, if you're not a Christian, you're a creation of God. If you are a Christian, you're a child of God. You find that in the book of John, chapter 1, as you go through it. That's exactly what's being described. So, I'm looking at this and going, if we want to be able to have more successful marriages, and this is my criteria for marriage, and my wife and I agreed on this. We need to love God first and foremost. We need to agree on God. We have to have Him as our first love first. Then, my wife and I have to agree on how we feel about each other. We have to see God the, exact, the same exact way, and we have to feel and see each other in the exact same way. So, I need to see Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. I need to see Him as my only hope. I need to see Him as my Creator and my only begotten, only my unique and only one that I put my faith and trust into. Then, I need to see my, my wife as the woman I, I do love, the godly woman who I always want to spend my, my rest of my life with. And I need to feel the same way about her as she feels about me. And so much I have talked to so many people about this where they don't have that. And that's, I see, it's so simple, yet I see such a destruction towards it. Oh, well, you know, I, my girlfriend, I, I like her. She really likes me, but I'm, I'm still working on it. Or, yeah, I don't know about that. Or, God, I, I'm not sure about, you know, God and all that. I'm going... Here's the thing. If you don't know what, you're not going to know what love is. You're going to have a misconstrued idea of what love is. And then when when you finally hit that point, which everyone does, that, that deep void in your heart, the God-sized hole in your heart, and when your wife or your husband is demanding more love from you or more of this emotional security or the spiritual security with you, you are, will be unable to fulfill it because you have never received it because you don't accept Jesus Christ. Because if you don't have it, you sure as heck can't give it to somebody else. And I've seen so much of this happen. And that's why I say we need to turn to Jesus Christ. We need to turn to him. We, have to, we need to love him as he has loved us first. And that's the big reason I say you need to love Jesus is because he first loved you. He demonstrated it on the cross. You didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve, I didn't deserve it. And I'm, I'm just, this is where I need to say it. I really just got to say this. You and I don't deserve what he did on the cross. Jesus didn't need to go on that cross for you. God didn't need to send his son to the earth to save, your, save you or me. Are you kidding? We didn't deserve it. You don't deserve salvation. No matter what you do. You don't deserve God's love. You and I have earned God's wrath. 
We deserve the wrath of our marriages. We deserve the wrath of our relationships. Because we do screw up things in our marriages and our relationships. We deserve God's wrath. But God loves us so much, he sends his only begotten son, that if we put our faith and trust to him, we shall be saved. That we shall not perish, but have eternal life. That we will be saved. If we put Jesus first into our marriages and relationships, we will see that we will know what love is. We will see our marriages blessed. My marriage is drastically blessed. Am I a perfect guy? No. But am I trusting in Jesus Christ to help my marriage and serve the best ability? If you put Jesus Christ first, the Bible teaches, put Christ first and everything else will follow. And that's something difficult to do. But again, more I look at this, the more I'm going, social media doesn't provide anything for us. The um, movies don't provide anything for us. Hallmark doesn't provide anything for us. No one provides anything for us when it comes down to this. We need to turn our eyes to Jesus. That's who we need to turn to in order to stand, understand, first of all, what love is and uh, apply it into our personal lives, then be able to apply it in our relationships and to go forward with that. So I pray that everyone who hears this will do that. I mean, reasonably, if you think about it, aren't you sick to death of seeing divorces separations breakups people who break you know if you're if you're like boyfriend girlfriend people messing with your heart and hurting you like left right and center aren't you just sick and tired of it aren't you sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results which is einstein's theory of insanity don't you think it's about time to change things up a bit I mean, you're running the same machine over and over and over and over and over, and you're not getting any different results. It's the same game, just different faces. It's the same thing over and over again. Only you're in different. You're in a different relationship with a different relationship with a different person, but the results remain the same. So I go stop acting that way. Let's turn to Jesus. Clearly, he knows what he's talking about. And the reason I say he's trustworthy, and I've done a podcast on this before, but I'll talk about it again. Remember, he, he lived, taught, and die, died and rose again. He's reliable. If he's saying that's what needs to be done, if he as God is saying this is what needs to be done for a successful marriage, I think it'd be safe to go with him. Every, nothing else works. So I would say try him out. Remember, Jesus Christ first loves you. You don't have to do anything to earn that salvation, that, that love. You don't have to jump on uh, jump up and down and tap on your head. You don't have to go like a Mormon door to door. You don't have to be like Jehovah's Witnesses work your butt off to a piece of higher ups. You don't have to do anything for this. You don't have to earn God's love. God has already given it to you. So only thing you have to do is ask yourself, will you accept it? Will you accept this? Will you accept that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you? I ask this and I see and I, and I bring it to Jesus again and I talk about this is because this is where all marriages, all relationships, all of love starts. This is the ground foundation. You don't have the foundation on solid ground. It, when the storms come, and they will come, then your house is obliterated. You're, it's, everything's gone. If you don't have a good foundation, you'll lose everything. Plain and simple. But if you build on a foundation that's, that's on stone, you're set. You're good to go. The storms will come. The waves will crash up on it. But it, even though things will move around, some things will crack and some things will shift around. 
in a storm, ultimately you will remain. Your foundation remains the same and then you can build upon that. But remember, it starts with you. It starts with you and Jesus Christ in a personal, prayerful relationship with Jesus Christ. When you have that, then also go to church. Get with a great body of people who are Christians, who are Bible-believing Christians. And remember, when you're looking for somebody in your life, who is going to be that significant other? That they must agree on who God is. You both do. And you have to agree on how you feel about each other. Now, you can go and find different marriage counselors. And I think they're all really good. And they all have something in really good to say. But this is what I'd say works out really well. So I want to close out this one episode with a quick prayer. So if you're, wherever you're doing, just pray in your own particular, uh, take your own particular stance. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for all things you bless us with. Thank you for sending your son Jesus so we can learn about what love is. And I pray, Lord, that everyone listening to this podcast will open their heart to you, Lord. That they will see that you, Lord, are the only way to having a successful understanding of love and true fulfillment in their lives. Lord, I ask that every single person here will turn to you. And can be ultimately saved. I ask that you bless every person who has a marriage right now. I ask that everyone who's hurting right now. And is lost and confused and seeking for this thing called love. Will come to know you and your son Jesus. And that will, and that, that will heal them. And that will help them cure, cure, be cured. And will ultimately lead them towards where you want them to go. And I ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, your son. Amen. Well, folks, until next time we meet again, may the peace of the Lord be with you now and always.